0: you. Mm-hmm.
1: Welcome to I Bleed Pinstripe. It's the 51st edition of uh, this show, and it is the playoff edition. As uh, today, we're just a few hours away from the one game playoff between the Yankees and Astros tonight at Yankee Stadium on a beautiful day, too, for baseball. Uh, But as you know, it's the 51st episode. So. Going to go back in history and see some of the guys who wore number 51 for the Yankees. Uh, the number was first issued in 1954 to Frank LaHia. Uh, Jim Coates wore it in 1956. Gordy Windhorn, 1959. Pete Mickelson, 64 to 65. John Wyatt, 68. Uh, let's see, Ron Kim Kowski, 1969, Terry Whitfield, 1974, Larry McCall, 1977 to 78, Cecilio Guante, from 87 to 88, that was for Danny Chester, Chuck Carey, 89 to 91, and of course, the man who wore it the best, burn baby Bernie Williams, wore it from 91 to 2006, and is officially the number has been officially retired this year. And Bernie, one of the great Yankees of, uh, you know, it's funny, you know, on most teams, if you put Bernie on any other team, on most teams in the history of baseball, he'd probably be in the top five players of, you know, their respective teams. But Bernie's probably like in the top 20 Yankees of all time. But, you know, those 90 teams wouldn't have been anything without him. And, you know, they always say the core four, but it was really the five guys. And uh, Bernie was sort of, he was the beginning there's great uh, playoff teams, and uh, thank God, you know, I mean, he did so well back there, and when he first came up, you know, you could you could say that if he had failed back then, that Jeter Pettit wouldn't have been given the chance. It was a time that Steinbrenner was uh, suspended. And Gene Michaels let him uh, go out there, let Bernie show what he could do. And uh, luckily he did what he did. And uh, he was a great Yankee and and now a great recording artist. Well, like I said, it's the playoffs. But uh, before that, two big things that happened in the last few weeks since I spoke with you. Uh, Obviously, uh, sad news about Yogi Berra. He passed away a couple weeks ago at the age of 90. And I knew that when, uh, or I just seemed like it, when he didn't show up to Old Timers Day, That it was, you know, you kind of knew, you know, if Yogi couldn't make it to Old Timers Day, you knew something, you know. I mean, the guy lived a great life, and it's really, you can't really be sad. You know, he he did remarkable things 10 world championships, uh, was just one of the most iconic Yankees of all time. Most people would say and i think most people would say he's in the top five yankees if you go ruth garrig dimaggio Mantle, um and uh, he was just a, an icon of the game uh, and you know transcended the game i mean you know had a bear who was designed after him yogi Berra, or sorry yogi bear and uh you know how many great quotes Yogi's, you know, I've said, has said over the years and, you know, I never got to see, I never got to meet the man, but, you know, was always in the stadium a lot when he was there and it was always great to see him on Alzheimer's Day. It was always great to hear him talk. And just and one thing that I got from Yogi was that he always knew what was going on. Even last couple of years, he would, you know, the thing that I loved about him is that he loved baseball. You know, he still watched the games. He still was a part of baseball, talked to players, And you saw the outpouring of love for like, you know, on Facebook, on social media, on the news. Good two, three days there. It was just all about yogi and it was really great to see. And uh, I hope, you know, one day when I'm finally not around here anymore, that, uh, you know, I can get like a a little snippet of just that and that hopefully I did some good in the world. Uh, The second big story uh, came down yesterday afternoon. And uh, my wife, yes, my wife, broke the news to me via text message that CeCe had uh, gone to rehab. And, uh, you know, crazy story. It just seemed like it came out of nowhere. But uh, and, you know, to come during, you know, on the cusp of uh, the playoffs, it just seemed unreal. But uh, the overall reaction and from me, my reaction was just, you know, guy's got to do what he's got to do. And if you saw his Instagram post of a dog cleaning up his poop, you know, he's got to take care of his shit. And, um, you know, you really can only tip your hat to that and uh, hope that he'll be well. ccs I've always loved CeCe. I'm wearing my Sabathia jersey right now. And uh, I, I think it's uh, really important. It makes you think. I mean, it made me think about myself. I'm like, boy, do I, you know. I, have a, I drink every once in a while, but I never think I'm out of control or that it affects my life. Maybe it does, and I don't even know it, you know, but it certainly makes you pause and think about yourself and, you know, the life that you're living. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm not in the public eye. Cece is. And uh, obviously, there was a shouting match, you know, it's which I thought was overblown because, you know, he didn't get into a fight or anything. Luckily, his friends were there. Um But uh, CeCe's always been there for his team, and uh, now the Yankees are there for him. And it was nice to see Cashman and Girardi and all his teammates speak up for them, and A-Rod going, you know, we'll play for CeCe now. And, you know, he's definitely got support. So, And I'm sure we'll see him back. And, you know, he pitched really well down the stretch. I think he's, you know, when you look at his final numbers, to to where he got his ERA down to is amazing. I think he got down to like 4.6 or 4.5. I mean, it was up in the high fives. Um, and he pitched admirably down the stretch. Uh, he actually pitched the game that the Yankees clinched last week, the rare game that they won in the last week. Uh, they lost three out of four to the Sox, and then they lost, they got swept this weekend uh, by the Orioles. Uh, and the Yankees have just not been playing very well. Uh, and, you know, just it's been really hard to watch their games too. You know, in a time where you should be enjoying the end of the season, but I mean, if you think back, you go back to mid-July. The Yankees have been a, a mediocre team, and luckily they had a good stretch there. You know, uh, May and June they really played well, but uh, they've been they've been okay. They've been mediocre and uh, they've not hit in big situations they've left so many runners on base uh you know this is not a team that does little things they they do rely on the home run um and uh, amazingly with the, when you know and i've said it before gardner and Ellsbury are not doing the things that they need to do at the top of the order. And it's a big reason why. And also uh, Dallas Keuchel is a big reason why the big lefty for the Astros who's 15 and 0 at home. So Yankees are lucky to get him when they're getting him. And they're also getting him on three days rest. So those are some things that are in the Yankees favor tonight. Um, But besides that, these two guys at the top have not been, I mean, look at their averages, 250, 260. Uh, You know, there was a point there when Gardner was just, you know, playing hell of a, you know, he was just, those guys were just getting on base all the times, doing what they needed to do. And uh, now it's just, you know, you know, Ellsbury was hurt um, and they're just not doing the things uh, that they need to do. Those top of the orders. When those guys are going, it takes the pressure off everybody. Uh, A-Rod has not, I think he's batting like around 200 since the all-star break. And, you know, that probably goes to the fact that he hadn't played for the last year and a half. You know, you can condition and work hard, but, you know, he hasn't played, I don't know, he hasn't played that year. You can see when he does get a couple days off, he comes back strong. So hopefully the Yankees have had a couple days here. Where they didn't play on Friday night. They got rained out, and uh, he didn't play every game this weekend. So, you know, hopefully he's well-rested. Um, the uh, Yankees, uh, well, the roster for tonight's game came out Um I don't think there are really any surprises there. Uh, There's three catchers, amazingly, McCann, Ryan, and Sanchez. And, you know, uh, uh, John Ryan might get the start tonight at first base or even behind the plate. I would go against that. I mean, look, you've got to make tough decisions if you go back to 96. You know, Joe Torre made tough decisions in that World Series you know, sitting uh, Tino down, sitting Boggs down and starting Hayes and starting uh, Big Daddy. And those guys came through, but they were the right decisions to make. They're hard decisions, but they were the right decisions. You know, a lot of people are saying that, uh, you know, with the lefty uh, and Chris Young, who hits lefties really well, probably should start. Who he'll start for will be a surprise, uh, whether it's uh, Jacoby or Brett. The Yankees also in the outfield brought up Slade Slade Heathcott, Rico Noel, who's a speedster. Slade Heathcott as well as a speedster and uh, can play uh, defense late for Carlos Beltran. Um, And hey, Slade, big hits, played well, showed a lot of fire. Uh, Designated here, Alex Rodriguez. uh, In the infield, Greg Bird, Dustin Ackley, Rob Refsnyder, Didi Gregorius, Chase Headley, Brendan Ryan. A mad it's amazing how far Dustin Ackley has come and um you know a while ago people were like oh Dustin Ackley now this guy's you know your your second baseman here and, and Rob Snyder has shown that he can hit uh and he's done a great job the Yankees have called him up for the September call-ups he did not play very early on there and then all of a sudden he's been in the lineup almost every day and uh, he's done a good job um amazing to you when you look at this uh let me tell you the, the the bullpen tonight so you got tanaka starting you got andrew miller batances justin wilson adam warren brian mitchell james pazos ivan nova and luis severino the thing that is amazing is that there are 10 guys on this roster for tonight's game and this roster can be changed if the yankees win tonight um to set up for the uh, ALDS against Kansas City uh, is that ten of these guys were not on the opening day roster. That's why a lot of people get a little too crazy about opening day rosters and who's starting, who's not starting. You know, who's coming up? It's a long season. You know, nobody would nobody knew who Rico Noel was at the beginning of the year. Uh, but the Yankees have got to hit tonight. They've got to get runners on. And Tanaka has to pit, give me seven innings. I, he, I need seven innings from him tonight, you know, to hit ball because the Yankees do not do little things. And if they're not going to score runs, well, they're, you know, uh, they need to slow this team down. And Houston's, you know, and they've been struggling as well. They, they had led the division, the West, forever. And something that nobody's talking—the Rangers, who were dead in the water—they made the deal for Cole Hamels. Everybody's like, "Oh, that's for the future, next year." But hey, the Rangers have played out of their minds. And for a moment, there, the Astros looked like they weren't even going to make the playoffs. But they—they they got a couple wins there at the end. And hey, the and the Angels were, were smoking. They're won like six, seven in a row. But uh, the Astros held on. They haven't been in the playoffs since 2005. So kudos to them. A lot of people believe they're a year or two early, but they've got a lot of talent. They're young, they're hungry, and uh, you know, I, I I can certainly see them coming in here and winning this ball game. Um, but uh, besides that, you know, it is, uh you know, you hope there's a big crowd tonight. Sadly, I will not be able to watch this game live. I'm going to uh, I'm going to the Yale Repertory Theater tonight uh, with the wife and. Uh, we got tickets before, you know, anything, but you, you gotta do these things with the with the lady and or uh, whoever you like to go out with. But, uh, you know, sometimes you're not gonna catch everything. If it was a World Series game, I don't know if I would be going. Uh, I missed one World Series game because of a wedding, but that was, you know, you had to go. You, you obviously had to go and it was for a beautiful couple. And, uh, you know, it was a memorable night. And I remember people back then, you know, it was before, it was kind of on the cusp of cell phones for that wedding. It was the Mets Yankees game one. And, uh, I just remember at the wedding, people shouting out the scores and people getting you know, people were definitely into it uh, there for the wedding, but, you know, everybody was into like, you know, this great, it was a great New York day. And the time the wedding was over, we went wound up at a bar in South Street Seaport and the game was still going on amazingly. And uh, we got to see the bottom of the, I think it was the 12th or 13th, the Yankees won that ball game. Uh, great World Series. Glad it got over as fast as it did, uh, as you, you did not want that World Series to drag on, because the longer it did, the, the, the more likelihood the Mets of winning that one. Um, but thank God they didn't. And uh, hey, look at the Mets. They're in the playoffs, too. Look, you know, them playing the Dodgers and them as well, not playing well going into the playoffs. But we've been here before. That 2000 team, I think, they cannot win a game in September of the Yankees. They lost like 15 out of 18. But we were it was a different team. There was a team that's coming off back-to-back World Series, had already won three out of four. So there was this sort of, I don't know, there was this confidence. There's a different confidence with, as a fan rooting for those Yankee teams. It was like you knew they were going to win. There was just something about them. And uh, they had a great playoffs. I believe Dave Justice was on that team. Yankees picked him up midseason and uh, they went on a run. Amazingly, Jose Canseco is on that team. Uh, the Yankees, I believe they tried to stop some other team from picking him up. So they claimed him off waivers and uh, then they had to actually uh, bring him on. And so if you ever watch the uh, when the Yankees clinch it against the Mets, you can see him running onto the field. Uh, not a good look for the Yankees, but what are you going to do? Anyway, it's, uh, it's almost game time, like I said. And uh, Whether you hear this before or not, uh, when game time happens is anybody's guess, but I will record another pod tomorrow morning. I'm going to go to the show. I'm going to come home, watch the game. Hopefully, you know, the good thing is that I'll be able to fast forward through all the commercials and all the BS uh, and just watch the ball game. I just hope the crowd is into it tonight. Uh, The Yankee crowds have been kind of lame. I was there last week against the Sox, and it was so weird. You know, it was so weird that you know I get it—the Sox are out of it, but there weren't a lot of Red Sox fans at all, and they weren't vocal. Uh, and uh, you know, it was just a weird crowd. It just things are different, and uh, you know, it's been talked about to death: prices, new stadium, um, and just you know, you know, I, I'd throw in cell phones too. Uh, the the focus, you know. Me, I like to go to the game, watch the ball game. That's what you should be doing, but uh, that doesn't always happen. So I just hope, you know, it's playoff time. I hope people are juiced. It's a beautiful night. Anyway, let's go, Yankees. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: Bye.